Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in St. Martin. That would be really weird. Yeah, yeah. St. Bruce down around. It's down around the coast, right? It is on the coast. It's on the coast. Yes, yes, it is. I'll be down that way in a few weeks. We have a remote at. Uh, I think I told you about that. We have a remote in Perkinston. Yeah, at MJ MGCCC WCCC. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, wherever you are in our great state, from the coast to uh, the Pine Belt and all the way up in North Mississippi. It's just a click away, guys, if you want to have Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. It's just for you, for your family, for your car, your tailgate, your house, whatever it is. If it's Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland, Ridgeland by Feet Feet. I don't know where Ridgeland is. Ridgeland by feet, feet, Fleet Feet. I'm, I'm just all over. I got I got the Donald Duck, the Elmer Fudd thing going here today. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. There we go. Longwood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. For lunch, for dinner, or Sunday brunch, the best meal in town can be had at Restaurant Tyler. When you go there for dinner this uh, football season, you know you're going to be eating one of the best meals You'll have all year long. Great steaks, pork chops, pastas. They've even got vegetarian and vegan options for you guys that, you know, you you, you like vegetarian and, and vegan food. Bless you. And, of course, for dessert, some of the best sweet treats in town. If you're going to enjoy a fine dinner, if you've got a special occasion, or you can make it a special occasion because you're going to be going to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations on my drive. From uh, Jackson to Hattiesburg, going for on forty nine, passed by a couple Priority One Bank locations. I wanted to, I wanted to bust up in there and be like, I mean, I'm here. I've been talking to you guys up. I hope it's working. I don't know if it is. Apparently, yeah, we'll find out. But yeah. as I continue to tell you guys, it's important to bank locally, just as important as it is as it is to shop and to eat locally. You want to when you want to talk to people about financial decisions that affect you, you don't want to talk to a corporate bank and people you don't know. You want to talk to the people in your community that you see every day. That's what Priority One Bank gives you. If you're already a Priority One Bank customer, you know how great their app is. Smooth, streamlined. You do a lot more on there than just move your money around. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank 
make you their priority. Robbie, I got some good news. I got some bad news. Which would you like to have first? This will determine the title that I put on the podcast. Let's get the bad out of the way. All right. Uh, Mississippi State baseball, another another body blow uh, as Luke Holman, the Alabama pitcher transfer that a lot of people were a lot of people were counting on coming to Mississippi State. A lot of people were hoping he would come to Mississippi State, however you want to put it. He's headed to LSU, and it looks as if Mississippi State's search for a Friday night guy through the transfer portal has been fruitless. Um, they are still in on some guys, but I don't think any of them strike me as potential Friday night guys. And so what the what I would have said back in May, Robbie, was the biggest need for Mississippi State. They had to go out and get a number one. They didn't do it. And mm-hmm. unless now, now it's going to fall to Gerangelo uh, Sanjay, it's going to fall to Bradley Lofton. One of those guys is going to have to step up and become that number one because otherwise you're just looking at another season of TBD on Friday night, which is never a winning formula in the SEC. No, I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, let's, let's call it what it, what it is. It was a failure uh, to go get. I mean, I think uh, Ligon's going to be a solid weekend guy. He's not a Friday night guy. He's he's a Saturday Sunday guy, uh, more than likely. You have guys with the ability to be a Friday guy on this roster, but we said coming into this offseason, Mississippi State cannot just rely on what they already have on campus. There, there's got to be an influx of some legit starting pitchers, some legit uh, bullpen guys. They just lost Aaron Nixon. That was a big hit. So the pitching staff to me is right back where it where it was. I mean, you are you, you're adding Stone Simmons and you're adding Brooks Auger, who I think are really good. It's almost like you're adding those guys out of the transfer portal. So that's that's not bad. But you lost Kate Smith. Who did you replace him with? There, there's nobody. You didn't replace him with a legit Friday night guy. Right. Kate Smith was a proven weekend starter. Um, and other than that, I mean, Gerangelo Sanchez has got plenty of ability. The numbers were, were not good as a freshman. He's got to be significantly better. Bradley Lofton, we all believe he can be a good pitcher. He was hurt back into the year, really struggled with walks. We can't. Just real, we can't just come out and say that this guy is going to be a, a Friday starter. So, who is your guy that you're going to put up against the best pitcher on the team that you're playing every single week? Because Mississippi State just about forfeited every single Friday start for the most part this year. Mm-hmm. They weren't great on Fridays, and so I, I mean, at this point. There's no reason to be really optimistic about Mississippi State's pitching. And, you know, for me, one thing that, that has surprised me is how many people are kind of surprised. Like, what is Mississippi State offering to, to potential transfers, right? I feel like, you know, I feel like that things like facilities and fan support, that they don't play the same role in recruiting that they did five, six years ago, right? Nowadays, NIL plays a role. But for a transfer, it's going to be more about development. And, and it's going to be about winning. Now, Mississippi State used to be able to offer winning. But the last two years, 
they haven't. And you know, you tell you're telling Luke Holman, we want you to come in and be our Friday night guy because we think you can help us turn it around. Versus LSU telling you to come in and compete to be they're probably saying compete to be the Friday night guy. I doubt they'd hand it to him and say, you know, to help us defend our national title. Those are two mm-hmm. different statements. Another thing that I feel so and I'm just not surprised that Lamonis hasn't been very successful in the transfer portal this year. Um the Me neither. Thing, the other thing that I I I feel is being overstated a little bit is I keep seeing that you know Mississippi State hired an elite pitching coach. Elite pitching coach. And I, I think Justin Parker is a very good coach. And he did a great job last year at South Carolina, but elite pitching coach? I feel like people are expecting way too much from this guy. I mean, he would be not, not yet. He, I think, you know, he could be, but he's yeah. at this point, you can't say that. People are, are saying, you know, because they were talking about Nate Yetsky versus Justin Parker. Nate Yetsky has a far more proven track record of putting out great pitchers than does Justin Parker. So that's another you know thing in LSU's favor to get a guy like Luke Holman. I feel like Mississippi State fans have really put a lot on Justin Parker's plate here. That to, you know, He will be doing really well to shave two runs a game off of State's ERA, and that will still not be good. Yeah, it's still going to be still be five-something. Five Five something, and, and terrible, if that but, was just in conference play, it would, it would still be you know eight something. But like you know, just like we said last year, if, if he has a staff that's got a five something ERA and the offense is is as good as it can be, you got a team that's going to be fighting for a regional host. I mean, that's just that's that's what that is because the pitching has really diminished what Mississippi State has done on the offensive side of the ball, which I think they've been pretty solid there um and the pitching's been so bad it's just giving you no chance and it, you know Brady Montgomery who I believe is a must get you have to do whatever it takes to get him because he's a guy that is a difference maker offensively and can help you as a pitcher so you have to get him if you do not get him there's nobody that unless you're just the biggest you know homer optimistic person on on the face of the planet there's nobody that has any hope for this team next year if you just about whiffed on everybody in the transfer portal outside of Carson Ligon and um, a couple of other pieces that are, quite frankly, just not going to really move the needle a whole bunch. Uh, you've completely whiffed on everything. So, And this is exactly – all these people that were – in the offseason telling us, you guys are just negative or just let it play out. We're going to get – this is what we talked about. This is what – this is the uphill battle that Mississippi State had. Whenever you chose to retain Chris Lamonis, which I, I don't have an opinion on that either way, I, I I felt like by the end of the year this that he was going to remain the coach of Mississippi State. And it's hard to imagine someone two years after a national championship being fired. But – if we're going to look at it um, and be objective about the whole deal, that's the problem that you have here when you retain somebody that's had back-to-back seasons like Chris Lamonis. Not a whole lot of people have faith that he's going to be able to turn around. Recruits are not stupid. They know the situation. Mississippi State is a, is a great program. Mississippi State is one of the best programs in the country, top ten, bar none. Facilities, NIL, mm-hmm. Everything, a tradition, but at the same time, 
when you present LSU to a kid, a team that just won the national championship, a team that has a roster that next year can compete again, and you produce Mississippi State to a kid, it's going to be very difficult to win that battle. And I don't care what kind of money you're trying to throw around. Kids still want to win. And right now, if I'm looking at Mississippi State and I'm looking at LSU, it's hard to imagine a kid picking Mississippi State over LSU. Right. And that's – a lot of people have downvoted that on message boards, have you know said that people that say that are just being negative, but it's the truth. And if you can't understand that, then you just are denying the truth. Right now, Mississippi State is in a very tough place. It's going to take a lot for Chris Amonis to pull this team out of the hole that it's in and get back on track. Right now, it's just a, it's in a bad place. And so you mentioned him a second ago, Braden Montgomery, the Stanford transfer, the outfielder, that Kendall Rogers uh, tweeted about him uh, earlier last week. About he, he said it would be a surprise if he didn't end up at Mississippi State. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't feel like it's trending. This is just my gut feeling, too. But I don't feel like it's trending towards Mississippi State. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely, I could. But it goes back to what I just said. Braden Montgomery is a player who knows he's going to be a high draft choice wherever he goes, right? Already a great player. He'll enhance any lineup that he goes to. He wants to win. You got to think that you know, he, he went to the College World Series his first two years at Stanford, both years. He wants to go somewhere where he can compete for a national title. Is that Mississippi State? I don't think that it is. I'm going. I'm going to go and tell you right now that I'll be pleasantly surprised if 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 Braden Montgomery picks Mississippi State. I don't have any inside information. I'm just telling you that I, you know I don't see why he would pick unless he just has that much of a desire to play with his friends because close to home doesn't really work for me. It's not that much further to Baton Rouge than it is to Starkville from Madison. Yeah, I just don't – I think people – I don't think he's – I don't think LSU's really the team to worry about there. Who is I don't think your, he's gonna, in your opinion? Uh, Stanford. You think he might just stay, stay where he – stay put? Yeah. And then I think – I believe Texas A&M is in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some connections to, to Texas A&M. Um, and then I, I believe they're willing to pay some NIL money. But – I don't know. Uh, there's been some some big figures put out <laughs> based on what I know about Braden, and we don't know each other personally. Um, I never talked to him. I never talked to his family. But I know a lot of people that know him and his family, and I've talked to a lot of people over the course of the last two months. And Braden is a guy that's a little a little. Um, different okay. than some of the other guys. I don't look at him and think, you know, it's going to, that he's out looking for money. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think that he would be just as happy to stay at Stanford, get a degree there, um, play another year with his friends out there, whatever. I think that um, his family would love for him to be back in Mississippi. If, Everything were you know perfect and everybody agrees to it. I think Mississippi State is going to be where he ends up, but I think there's going to be a lot of conversations over the next few weeks. I, if I had to 
you know, if you if you made me give you uh, a pick on this, I would say he in, he ends up at Mississippi State, or he goes to Stanford. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, when I say that he went, like, I don't think that he cares about the money. I do think that that's going to be um, enticing, yeah. and I think Mississippi State's willing to pay uh, you, and uh, get him a nice deal. You want to gimmick infringe on your your buddy Paul Jones and do a an odds are on that? Yeah, I would say it's definitely greater than fifty percent that he ends up at Mississippi State. Yeah. Okay. And now, no, there's been basically no movement for maybe him. I'm just PTSD, Robbie. But by, by there, look, I, I'm there's there's no reason for you not to be. Mm. Uh, there's, I mean that you have every right to be feeling that way. Mississippi State has been uh, spurned now two years in a row for two aces. But I just don't think that LSU is the is the team with Montgomery. Um, I think you know, there's obviously probably been interest from LSU. Anytime a potential early round draft pick, you know, early first night draft pick is in the portal, and you got the money LSU has and the clout, then you're going to inquire about it. But everything I've heard for, you know, the last month is Mississippi State and Texas A&M. And last few days, I've heard a lot of Stanford still a possibility, but I still feel like Mississippi State's at the top of the list. Mm. And he's, I mean, you got to get him to campus. I mean, what, like he's, He's just been kind of taking his time with the whole thing. You yeah. know, he, he did the USA Baseball, and now he's doing Cape Cod. Let me ask but, you a question. Has that hurt Mississippi State at all? If Braden Montgomery had already committed, was that something that might have swayed Luke Holman? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he would have – I don't know if that would have mattered or not. I, I think it would have had to Paul Skeens. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Skeens was very intrigued with the LSU roster, mm-hmm. and that was – that and Wes Johnson were the ultimate tipping point. I know a lot of people want to say that Paul Skeens, you know, it was just a, an NIL thing. That was not the case. Mississippi State was willing to match what LSU was going to do. I, I don't – and based on what I've heard from LSU people, he gave a lot of his NIL money to charity. And I mean, the, the guy's just kind of like not human. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, the money was not, an, was not a problem with Paul Skeens. It was not a part of the – big part of the, the deal. But, yeah, I mean, it could have, possibly. I mean, anytime you have a guy like that, it, that boosts your roster a little bit, it does make it a little more intriguing. But at this stage in the game, you know, it is what it is. And, and State, this is the last big fish available. Mississippi State has to get this one. They have to get this one. Otherwise, it's been a complete whiff of an offseason. Yeah. And it's not – it's not for lack of hard work. I think Chris Simonis and, and Justin Parker and Jake Gotro, Kyle Jesborough, I think they have worked their tail off to try to get in the game, but it's very difficult to get guys to Mississippi State right now at the portal. And unfortunately, hard work is is not what Mississippi State is paying Chris Simonis for. Right, results. results. And, and listen, I mean, at the end of the day, really, State does not need this huge – Turnover on the roster. I don't. I don't think. Right. I think there are plenty of pieces there, but they need the right pieces 
to add to the top of the roster. That's the thing. I don't, I don't think that the the floor is all that low. I think right now the ceiling is low for Mississippi State at, at pitching. You got some guys out there. I mean, I think it's I think that you should be optimistic about guys like um Bradley Lofton and Gerangelo taking a step and Evan Sieri taking a step. Holcomb, I think he's gonna play a major part. And then you got Stone Simmons, Brooks Auger, Nate Dome. You have plenty of guys there. But we're sitting here saying, can they take the next step? Can they get better? We we don't know if that's gonna happen. So that that's kind of the issue that you're dealing with here. Yeah. We'll see where it takes them. You know, we're waiting though as we continue to wait on the decision for Braden Montgomery, but this this transfer portal and this offseason for Mississippi State so far has not really gone according to plan. We'll see how it finishes up uh, with school, you know, just about to start in a couple of weeks, and then fall ball won't be too far behind that as Mississippi State baseball tries to get back to where it's supposed to be, and, and we shall see. There was a th- Before we go to break, there was a thread on uh, on 24-7 about you know, what sh- what should be Lamonis, you know, what should be the expectation for next year, and everybody's like, oh, regional, super I was just like, how about you don't get run ruled? Yeah. How's that for an expectation? Instead of getting run, get run rolled like ten times, ten times. How about not do it once, one time next year? That that feels like a, a good expectation. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're cooking out this weekend or any weekend, make sure you're putting beef on the grill. That's what's going to get everybody's attention. You tell those people you're having a cookout, and oh, what's on the what's on the grill? Oh, we got some hot dogs. Oh, I can't make it. I'm not going to be there that day. I got I got literally anything else to do. What are you having on the grill this weekend? Oh, we're cooking out some steaks. I'll be there. That's just that's the difference. You're, I'm sure you're a nice person and all, but if you're serving up hot dogs, nobody's coming. You're serving up steak. You have a line out the door. It's just that simple. This grilling season, enjoy beef. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Great place to go in the evenings as well because they have live music on the weekends. They have great patio outdoors to sit outside and enjoy the uh, the summer nights. Cold beer, good food, great people. What could, go, what could be better than that? So when you're in Starkville, you're looking for a great meal and a great time, you head over to the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great services, what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. You know, I'm always saying how old 48 is. 48, not that old. You can still look good. You can still be still be in your prime at 48. Don't let anybody tell you. And, and Advantage Business Systems, they're in their prime. They continue to provide great customer service to their, to their customers. When you need technology, give them a call. And then if you need... Service on the stuff they've sold you, you just call them back. No 1-800 number, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people helping you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Let Advantage, find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. When it's hot outside, and my goodness, it's been hot this weekend, you want to cool down, you want a sweet treat, the place to go is Dolce. 509 University Drive. Their gelato and milkshakes are the best in town. And, of course, it's a lot more than just gelato under that, that little place on University Drive. Great breakfast, 7.30 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Coffee, bagels, breakfast sandwiches. 
And then for lunch, they have the best selection of grilled cheese sandwiches in town. That means that they are Mayor Lynn Sproul approved. <laughs> so if you're looking for something to treat yourself, Dolce is a great spot for it. 509 University Drive. Go see our friends at Dolce. We have a new sponsor here on oh. Lightning. And they're an old sponsor. Let's welcome the Rogue back to the group. They got out of the group text for a little bit, but now they have... It's the Simpsons gif. It just in and out, in and out. They're back, which means the Collegiate Collection is where you need to be looking. State script, you guys saw the pictures from the KLLM event. It's taken over. Zach Selman was sitting there right next to me in a state script polo. Guys, you got the banner M? You're the way of the dinosaur. You're going extinct. It's time to get a new polo. Head over to the Rogue and Jackson or shop online at therogue.com and get a new state script polo, maroon, white. They've got all the colors, all the great name brands and styles. It's right there for you at the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Welcome back. Go to the Rogue. So we got the bad news out of the way. Yay. And now we with our sponsor, new sponsor, Rogue back. That's good news. Let's get some more good news. Mississippi State well on its way to a national championship in basketball. Uh, Mississippi State, its international tour is underway. They're in Portugal. Uh, They have played two Portuguese all-star teams. Now, I will tell you that Portugal, I think basketball for Portugal is probably like soccer for America. Probably your third or fourth guys out there, not not your top guys. The top guys, Ronaldo and and those guys, uh, Jao Felix, Bruno Fernandes, they're, they're playing soccer. Or football, as it were. Uh, so Mississippi State is just rolling through these games. But what I'm enjoying about the, the the results, Robbie, is if you look at them, is that they're scoring, um, and it's the newcomers who are doing a lot of the scoring uh, for Mississippi State. So that's a particularly good bit of news, because you know you think back to last year, you think about that team was if they had been any better offensively, they could have made a really deep run uh, into uh, March. But their their offensive uh, limitations caught up to them in terms of the game, the, not only the NCAA tournament game, but they they just would have been a higher seed if they could have scored more points. And then you look at what Mississippi State is doing on, these, uh, on this trip, and they are just putting up big numbers. 18 three-pointers on Sunday and a win over the Portugal All-Stars. 100-40 to 40 was the final score. Um, Andrew Taylor, 15 points. Josh Hubbard, 19 points. Adrian Myers, 17 points. Trey Fort, 10 points. These are all newcomers. Um, now, from what I can tell with this game, you know, Mississippi State is obviously tr- you playing back-to-back days, so they're trying to keep people fresh. You know, I don't, I don't know how much Tolu Smith even played in this game. But seeing Hubbard, who in both games has been in double figures, play well, that's a huge boost to, to my confidence for Mississippi State this year. I, I think I already kind of suspected Taylor was going to be good for Mississippi State in, in his early returns. Look, they're playing they're playing a bunch of Portuguese guys who probably aren't very good basketball players. But they played bad teams last year and struggled offensively. They missed open looks all season long. So the fact that they're hitting looks, to me, is a great early sign for Mississippi State basketball. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have been playing against air, and if they were hitting the three-pointers, it would have been a better start than what they had last year. That's that's kind of – that's that's where we are right now. I see if they hit 10 three-pointers in a quarter, my ears completely perk at that at that stat. 
Because mm-hmm. this is a team that last year teams dared to shoot three pointers and they could not make it a single one. It seemed like every wide open three they had was a brick. Sometimes missed the entire goal. So it's a uh, you know it's that's a great sign. And we've been saying for a long time that Josh Hubbard's going to help this team. Andrew Taylor's going to help this team. Uh, Trey Ford's going to help this team from a three point shooting perspective. I think Adrian Myers is showing that he can help this team. He's he's a guy that I think can surprise this year. And you're talking about a team that's returning almost everyone from last season. And how many times last year did we say, if they just had one guy, just had one guy on offense that can knock down those shots or a guy that could, that could help take some pressure off the toe a little bit. Well, now they have, you know, three or four options that could do that. So I – you know, it is the, the Portuguese teams. I don't think the talent is extreme there. Right. But you can already see signs of this team being significantly Correct. better on the offensive end. Yeah. Just, just one thing we, what don't we always say on the show? When a good team plays a bad team, they should beat them badly. Well, that's what's happening here, right? If these games were finishing up 65 62, I would be really nervous. I'd be telling you, I would be telling you, like, not good. They're not off to a good start. The fact that they're they're winning so easily and that the shots are going in. Again, you know, think back to a season ago. And something we talked about a lot when we when we talked basketball on the show was they miss open looks. Like Jans draws up plays to get them good looks and they can't hit them. If you go back and look a season ago, nearly every shot state took was either a relatively open three or within two feet of the bucket. They didn't do a yeah. lot of mid-range jumpers, a lot of contested jumpers. So, again, I, Hub, Hubbard is such an interesting guy to me because he is – I, I didn't know that they were going to get Taylor until they got him, right? So I was when I was starting to look at this roster and, and what I think is going to happen this upcoming season, Hubbard I thought was a key player because they need somebody who can just kind of come in. I don't, I don't know if you would remember this particular player. It's a little maybe a little before your time. His name was Vinny Johnson. He played for the uh, the, the Pistons when they were the bad boys. And his nickname was the microwave. And what he was was the guy, he came off the bench and he gave you instant offense. And they called him that because he, he could get hot quick. And that's what he could I, cook. He could cook. So I was hoping that's that was my 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 ceiling for Hubbard was to be a guy who could come off the bench, give you 9, 10, 11 points off the bench, and give you some three-point shooting and some spacing, play a little backup point guard for you and, and distribute. He's he's through two games looking a lot better than I thought he would. And then you add Andrew Taylor to this mix, who I think is just going to be a great shooter for Mississippi State. It's going to be really hard, Robbie. It's going to be really hard. We are going to have a very difficult job over the next few months to keep people from drinking the Kool-Aid. They're going to they're going to want to drink, they're going to want to bathe in the Kool-Aid. We got to keep people's expectations kind of tempered, don't we? No, I don't think so. Oh, you're just I, gonna I jump asked, right in. Okay. I asked Bart Heist earlier what mm-hmm. hotel he was getting in Phoenix. <laughs> Why not, man? Let's do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go there. Does it feel like ninety six to you yet? No. I'm not doing that. No, Robbie. Me me and my me and my uh, good friend Noah Mashburn are on the same page here. Noah Mashburn is probably dancing around. He and Brooks Bryant. Bryant, don't text me Brooks Bryant. Brooks Bryant. Are probably just like they're 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 in lockstep that this team is probably going to go thirty two and zero. Um, I just I, I've wanted Mississippi State to be good at basketball for so long, like it's just been it's been so long, 
it's so much fun when State's good at basketball. The Hump is great. The Hump is an, an incredible venue when Mississippi State's good. It's fun. Basketball is, is a fun game. It just – it's been so long since that's happened. And, I mean – And you can tell the The, the, the NCAA tournament team that they yeah. had in 18, whenever it was, that was a fun team to watch. But the Hump was never really, you know, what it was at those right. games. The last team that was kind of like that was maybe 2012, and then they kind of blew it late in the season. And before that, it was, what, like 09? Mm-hmm. That team had to get win the SEC tournament. It's been a long time since State's just been a just a bona fide, really good team. And I think this team has that ability. We knew what they were last year defensively. They were just lacking in offense. If they're any good on offense, this is a top 25 team. This is a Sweet 16 caliber team. So, I mean, and that's that's just basing off of what we saw last year with what Chris Jans had, the lack of offense that he had, and as good as that defense was, because we know they're going to play defense. So, if you just, you know, say that this team is significantly better on the uh, offensive end of the floor, mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing we can do is – Say this team's going to be significantly better from a results standpoint. I saw uh, Paul Jones tweet about how much activity the 24-7 basketball board was getting during this game. This was a game that's being live-streamed over an iPhone. By the way, shout out to the guys putting this together over there in Portugal. I mean, I know it's low-tech, but just to be able to do it, great work, guys. I mean, it, I'm, 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 no, 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 sorry. No, what do the kids say? No cap. I, I'm being serious. That, that They're doing a great job getting these games streamed. But the fact that this many people are, are that invested, you know, football football starts this week, and you got this yep. many people invested in an international basketball tour. I think you're right. I mean, I'm expecting some big crowds at the hump if this team can deliver. Um, well, I think that they know. I, I think that state fans have been hungry for basketball success for a long time, mm-hmm. but they just haven't. A lot of people have not been willing to fully invest outside of emotional energy. Right. They haven't been willing to, you know, get to ball games. Now you got people that are giving money to the NIL. Mm-hmm. You got people that are showing up for basketball games in a in a lot of ways similar to how it was when Dan Mullen came to right. Mississippi State. And I, I before think- the before the big time results have come, they've been challenged get in the stadium, support Mississippi State basketball or you're going to lose Chris Jans. Eventually Jans is going to say I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah. And but I think state fans not. have come out, I'm sorry. Okay. State fans okay. have come out and said we're going we want Chris Jans to be here for the long term. We believe in him and we're going to invest in him. I think and I've said this a bunch is that the style that they played last year was attractive to Mississippi State fans. And I know I'm not talking about the offensive stuff, obviously. State would have, fans would have liked to have seen more shots. But to play so gritty and hard-nosed and have that attitude in the edge, Mississippi State fans eat that up, man. I mean, they mm-hmm. they love it. We talked about it in baseball. They love a dirtbag baseball player. They love a Jake Mangum, Rowdy Jordan, dirty uniform guy. In football, running the football and playing defense, that's the Mississippi State way. And so when you had a basketball team that made it physically painful to try to score on them, uh, that's you end up with the crowds like, okay, I'm going to go watch this. Because you felt like they were giving the effort. 
You know, one thing I always felt with Howland's team, I, I knew they were giving effort, but they felt like they played kind of a more of a nonchalant style. They weren't as in your face and as dirty about it. And I'm not saying that they played dirty last year. I'm just saying they weren't afraid to get down in the mud and dive on the on the floor and and you know give you a hard foul. And I, I just I think Mississippi State fans appreciate that. So Chris Jans is on the road to success for Mississippi State. This could be a big year for the Bulldogs. Uh, but we, you know, still got a long way. Guys, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. I will not be drinking any Kool-Aid until we until we get to February at the latest. Then I'll then I'll take a sip if if things are going going good. Um not a lot of football news this week. Uh, Mississippi State had its SummerSlam cookout. Um from all accounts, you know, they, they they basically had the guys they expected on campus. A few guys didn't make it that they were expecting, but you know, that's just kind of the way things go with these recruiting events. Uh, most times. No commitments to be had, but they are expecting a commitment soon from the receiver, San Frisco McGee. Uh, that's a guy who's kind of been on commit watch since the big dog camp um, and looks like he might finally pull the trigger before his season uh, gets underway. So State would add another receiver uh, to the group to go with J.J. Harrell, uh, Stonka Burnside, and Matt Mayfield, which I would think at four receivers are probably done. Probably not going to add another receiver unless some sort of can't-miss prospect were to prop up for them late in the process. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a guy that could play either side of the ball. Yeah. So it's it's one of those players that you say, come on, we'll figure out what to do with you. He's too good of an athlete. I, I think receiver is probably where he ends up, but it, and especially with Bumpus recruiting him, Bumpus has been, uh, you know, very hard on the trail for him. So I, I don't expect – that to change but like i said he could play another position but yeah i mean that that's obviously one of the guys to watch um from the from the weekend of uh cookout that they had there wasn't a whole lot of guys that were potential commitments at that and i think he was one of them mm-hmm. ended up going to Ole miss i think his first trip to Ole miss on saturday mm-hmm. but you know nothing's changed in my mind. I don't think in Paul Jones' mind either that would suggest that he would be going anywhere else right now than Mississippi State. And we'll see if um, his decision time frame changes or whatever, but I think he's very close to a decision. I agree. I agree. We'll see what happens. So, All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, uh, we'll talk a little more football tomorrow's show. We're only a couple days away from camp starting up. Plus, we have our Last SEC West preview outside of the state of Mississippi, uh, state of Mississippi. That's Texas A&M on tomorrow's show. We will have that for you. Looking forward to that. Guys, have a great Monday. Robbie, I'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.